you know, if I don't know what I'm doing with the technical pieces, or if I don't believe in the process itself, it's very, very difficult for a student to take it seriously. That being said, I can be all into all the rest of it and still miss my audience. Yeah. Which is why I think, and I might have said this to you before, but I think that all teachers should have to take sales classes. Like our beginning of the year, where we're going to go and I'm going to sit through review of curriculum, here's how to use the new software, do this thing, like, we should have sales consultants come in and teach us how to sell what we're peddling. I used to train salespeople. When I got into a classroom, I right away was aware of how many tricks, techniques, I used as a salesperson in the classroom to accomplish whatever my goals were. Now, they weren't necessarily, as I look back on this, accomplishing students' goals, but they certainly yours or the school's goals. Right. You get good test scores. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so we still come down to that the status quo is better than the alternative. Um, no. And maybe we can... You have to define the alternative to say that. But well, you're all, my, my alternative I'm presenting is no Let them run wild. No, actually not. That's what you are characterizing it so, as. So, all right, so this is the point then, because we've, <laughs> we've gone over this twice and we haven't done it, and I'm pointing at the it, book it, that you have sitting here. book I have, which it, is it's, um, Unschooled by Carrie McDonald. What is it again? It's called Unschooled. Carrie McDonald. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so, um, did you go, I know you posted something about, there was a talk about this, or a seminar oh yeah, or something? Yeah. Um, did you go to it? I, I did the webinar. It was okay. at the Cato Institute. Okay. okay. And I try to go there physically, but they also are gracious enough to do free Right. Um, web. Um, and so, if we've got school as it is, and very few people would argue that school is as good as it could be or should be, or whatever, <laughs> and it could and, be very inimical. And then it may be the opposite. Okay. Of, and then there's homeschooling, which carries on some of the same problems by, and I mean, no offense to people who are homeschooling, but it, it's essentially a similar model carried on by people with less expertise in the subjects. I think you can homeschool well in elementary school. I don't think you can homeschool well in high school. Except they're attuned to what their student, what their children. Right. They're focused on the right. kid. They're doing um, it as a parent. Now that doesn't mean every parent is a good yeah, parent. I, I, parent. I, my, yeah, I, I, my older sister thought about homeschooling her kids, and but she did it at the end of middle school. And I said, you can do this all through elementary school and do a wonderful job. It takes a special person to do it in high school, unless you're working with a team where each parent can specialize if you're trying to duplicate anything like your normal high school experience. Mm-hmm. And you can argue that we shouldn't do that, that's fine, but her goal was to essentially give them the high school education without making them go to school. And I just, I said, you know, you're great, they're great, but this is a really bad idea because, like, I, 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 I'm a smart person, I couldn't do it. I could do English and history, mm-hmm. I could do some of the biology. After that, I'm done. Oh, it's like when you I know, tutor. I can't do math. I tutor, I'll tutor, you know, any level of English and history because I've lived through most of it at my age (laughs) and, uh, um, and lie about the rest. Um, math though, I refuse to relearn calculus and pre-calculus. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did it once and I'm like, and you can't, and and so, and I think that's where your average parent who doesn't have any education background, I mean, teaching background or maybe, you know, majored in something different in college or didn't go to college. I think it'd be very difficult to duplicate the learning you get in high school. Um, and so the problems that we perceive with school, a lot of them carry over to homeschooling as well. But you're saying that unschooling is not the same thing. Right. Um, okay, so a few weeks back, um, a Broad Run graduate, she left, 
think about six years ago. Uh, um, she and I had gotten together. I think it had some, well, it was around debate. Um, she was a debater. She's now working for a consultant. Um, she went to uh, Brown okay. um, University. And I, at some point when she was in high school, I learned that she had been homeschooled, and I'm doing air quotes again here, and up until about eighth grade. And then she came to Broad Run. And we talked a little bit about it at the time because I'm always curious what other people's experiences are. Right. How did you arrive at where you are and how does that affect to where you're going? But I never delved into it completely until I really started thinking or learned more about unschooling. And I remembered something she had told me that the only thing that her family focused on was that she passed the county assessments every year. And I remember her saying that her, her mother just let her do whatever she wanted. Right. But you had to pass the assessment just so that we could keep doing homeschooling. Right, right. Okay. We're now checking this, the boxes. Right. And so I thought, okay, so she really, as I, you know, um, and I'd always known about unschooling or unschools, but it never really thought about it until I really was going through this existential crisis I'm experiencing right now on is Am I doing something moral? Or you're, not? you're an SS officer. <laughs> okay, we don't want to go. What, what's um, Godwin's law? We don't want to start comparing anyone to Hitler. Just straight to because they're just going to go to hell out there. But, um, but I thought I need to talk to her and find out exactly what they did. Right. Well, sure enough, she. There were no like they did not replicate classes at home. They didn't sit at the dining room table and do math classes and stuff like that. And I said, so what did you do? And she said, oh, I read a lot. Okay. Now, I will grant that she's probably a high, highly intelligent person. Right. But I also will say that I don't know that she's any different than most of her peers. Just that she exhibits high intelligence and critical thinking now. And I'm not sure that we could say that Broad Run graduates who don't exhibit that wouldn't have if they had gone her route. Right. So here's the big thing. I, you know, so we talked. We had a great conversation. I loved her, uh, the experiences that she described. And I said, so at some point, you and your your parents chose that you would go to school. Right. Why? And it was part. It was primarily, I think, in um, prep for college. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, college was a goal, of which theirs. we do moderately well. I mean, that is a big part of the goal of high school, but to the it, detriment it, of high school, it was from the perspective of what the colleges were expecting. So she was fitting into a format that would be easily transferable to the college application process. Don't make them think too hard; just make them say yes. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now it's interesting because colleges actually do not look askance at unschooled students. Right. Okay, but that's the result of a lot of research since then. But it wasn't that the school would prepare her for college, it was that she would look better to the colleges if she were more traditional. Right. Okay, so here's the thing. I said, so what was your like biggest fear or 
What was your biggest worry about showing up at Broad Run in ninth grade, never having been in a classroom? Now, I'll qualify this that she did go to a couple Spanish classes and math classes at Farmwell, but only a couple. Right. And it was a strange experience because her classmates were going, where are you and where are you coming from? Because yeah, right. she wasn't there all day yeah. long. She was kind of like a foreign exchange yeah, student. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she said she was worried that she would be behind. Right. And I, so I said, so why did you think that? And I'm actually already laughing inside. Yeah. Because she goes, because I know that year after year, they've been building on a body of knowledge and skills. Third, let's just take math. Third grade math, fourth grade math, fifth grade math, right. sixth grade math, and all that. And so I then asked her, what did you find? But before I tell you what she said, um, so on, what's today? Tuesday? So yesterday, yes. I was over at Broad Run at the library for a summer math refresher session. We had, there were a ton of kids. And believe me, my moral qualms in participating in this were extremely high. But I'm looking at it that the kids generally might be there voluntarily, even though it's they're trying summer, to yeah. fit into, you know, the expectations of their parents in the school. But um, we had about 30 kids show up. So this pair of brothers comes in, and one of them is definitely really short, okay? The other one looks pretty young, too. He might be a rising eighth grader, definitely not more than a rising ninth grader. But the younger one, I was really curious, and I just um, sat down with him. I said, so... Um, you're here with your brother, are you, um, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm just kind of, and I, the way I asked, I was careful not to discount to him yeah. that he wasn't there for the refresher. Right, right. But he said, oh, I'm here just to keep him company. And for all I know, we were just babysitters. Right, parents right. are like, yeah. Free anyway, lunch. <laughs> yeah. We're so, going out. A little while later, I sat down with him, and he's doing a geometry packet. And he's going through, he's getting all the answers right. Okay, he's doing volumes. He's doing um, surface area calculations. Right. And um, so I said, so did you know how to do those based on the information in the packet? Because each section does have the formulas. Right. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, and he flipped the page over. The formula for this surface area thing is right here. And then he explained to me how to do it. And I said, okay, if we didn't give you the formula, how you would you do it? He said, oh, well, I would just figure out the surface area for each face, each side. He didn't right. say face of the cube, add them all together. Right. Cool, okay. Yeah. I said, so have you ever done anything like this before? He said, oh yeah, we just did this. I said, what do you mean? Well, yeah, in, I think you would call it Math 5. And of course, I go, every year we get kids in geometry in ninth and 10th grade who have no idea what the Pythagorean theorem is. Right. But they learned it in fifth grade. I know for a fact they learned it in fifth grade. Yeah. They also learned how to do volumes, surface areas, all of those things. What What's the definition of a line as opposed to a line segment? All of those things. Are they asked to retain it? Well, you only retain what you use. Bro, that's what I mean. Right. You know. No. Yeah, I, I can always ask you to retain it. Like, remember right. that. But, but if you don't use it, But they don't use it, it again. Yeah. The next time they use it is many lifetimes later. Because I'm sure Tenth you grade, recall, grade, yeah. sixth grade is a lifetime. Seventh grade is a lifetime. Even 11th and 12th grades are lifetimes. Yeah. I miss that. I mean, that oh. being at that age where, <laughs> I mean, even two weeks at summer camp, yeah. you could have the romance of the century. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's okay. True. So, You're anyways, really living life at that point. But I, 
Now, with this kid, I can't predict it as an individual, but I know that all of the kids that are 14, 15 years old sitting next to him have all had this. All right, but to be fair, if you did, and, and I'm going to use a poor measure, but it's it's the easiest poor measure we can go by. If we were to do an age-adjusted IQ score for him versus the average kid in the room, is that kid smarter than the average kid in the room? Well, I will tell you, I don't know if he's smarter, but he his, numerous skills, <laughs> his numeracy skills are superior. Yeah, he is. Because when he came up with 96 square inches, as he described, he says, well, it's four times four is 16, and then you just multiply that by the, you know, and he comes yeah. up with 96. And um, so, yes, his numeracy skills are, yeah. are superior. But, so here's the thing. So then I asked the student going into ninth grade for the first time, or into a classroom for yeah. the first time at ninth grade, so where did you stand relative to your peers? Oh, God, they knew nothing. She said, I had nothing to worry about. I said, so despite them spending year after year supposedly building upon skills and right. knowledge in history, math, English. Did, were the parents teaching? No, these are people that sat in classrooms. No, 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 no. I'm saying. Oh, were I'm her parents this, teaching? Yes. No. She was totally self-taught. So it was just, she here's was a bunch unschooled. of books. I'll no. see you in two hours. No. So she just miraculously could show up and do geometry on her own. Because she taught it to herself. Right, but what I'm saying is what happens if a kid doesn't choose to teach? I mean, now granted, I am but doing see, just fine so in mean. life. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine in life, and I calculate, you know, surface areas of nothing, you know. When I buy paint, to, we just converted my dining but room to an office. You we guessed. Yeah, well, did you I, guess correctly? Yeah. Was it the end? I mean, did you have some left over? Were you short? Oh no no you don't come up short. That's <laughs> that's you know you learn you learn how to estimate well you know but but that that's what I'm saying though is like but that's that's geometry and algebra. How much of that do you remember? Oh sure and and in terms of did, an did actual did you go on the internet and look something up? Uh, for that no, I just have done it enough. Are there that some I know, landscaping things could, or home you know? improvement projects? Usually, where, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can look it up, but that's, you don't have any trouble understanding that's, it, that's, right? That's the Google U that keeps coming up in all these previous like yeah. You know, you can get whatever degree you need online for free. The problem is that there's no credentials. So, and so how do you demonstrate ago, that? Fourteen years ago, my son moves to LA. Fifteen. Um, fresh out of high school, he um, he gets his first job in the film industry. It is it's actually quite a choice job. It's working on a film called The Prestige. Um, okay. You might be yeah, familiar with the director and writer Christopher Nolan, Jonathan yeah. Nolan. Yeah. Kind of small Minor time. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was really lucky. Um, well, we had the right connections. Um, but so he's just a production assistant. He does get to hang out with Christopher Nolan, um, right. watching the dailies and all. And I'm just like so envious um, because he's doing something really creative, something he absolutely loves. From five years old, he wanted to be the next Steven Spielberg. Okay? Right. He's on that track. Right. I don't know if he's got that skill, although I'm quite impressed with the stuff he comes up with. But anyways, calls me up one night, says, Dad, okay, we've got to get David Bowie to Denver. He's in the film. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, um, and in fact, we got to get quite a few people to Denver. Um, I'm booking hotel rooms. How do I calculate the total room cost if I know the base rate and the tax? Okay. Now, I know for a fact that just three or four years earlier, well, actually just a couple because he did algebra too. Yeah. 
they covered that kind of thing. Right. Okay. So I jokingly said, who's your Algebra 1 teacher? Which was actually <laughs> someone that was still a broad run. Right. And actually, I think, is a really good teacher as far as teachers go. She was still there. I went and gave her <laughs> I the I love business. that. That was the best shot in this yeah. whole thing. It was really good teacher. As far as teachers go, that was that was the most insulting well, thing of the entire her, conversation. Sorry, I don't mean to say. Oh, go yeah, ahead, go yeah, ahead. So, yeah, great. So calls the so algebra I'm one show teacher. Up at, I'm going to show up at Broad Run in a couple weeks. And imagine of all the things you thought were rude, that was the only one that was good. We may cut that. That was hilarious. Um, let me see. Where's that thing I signed? Um, so, anyways, but here's the thing. I said, well, this is how you do it. It took us two minutes. Well, less than two minutes for him to know. Right. He didn't need to know how to do that when he was 15. Right. He needed to know how to do it when he was 19. And he had the resources. Yeah. Now, um, I would have been happier if he'd gone on Google and figured it out himself. But he does do a lot of stuff on his own. Right. So I, and we also have a really good relationship, much of it kind of um, teacher-student. Right. Although he teaches me more stuff nowadays than the other way around. Um, so, but here's by the, the thing. By the way, yeah. that is one of the most infuriating things I hear stu- teachers say. I learn more from my students than they'll ever learn from me. That's your first sign you need to quit your job and do something. Yeah, else. really. Sorry, back to your thing. This but is a parent. As speaking. a parent, and and with the age, the, well, he's older like, and stuff. That's fine. It's like the mark. But when you teach freshman yeah. English or history or whatever, and that and you say that. I have zero confidence in right. what you're doing. And I agree. And it's like, the, but it's, see, as a parent, it's like the Mark Twain saying that I, I can't remember exactly, but when I was 13, I thought my father was the stupidest person on, in the world. But by the time I was 18, I was amazed at how much smarter he'd become. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, that's uh, exactly it. So, um, but, um, so here's the thing. So this student who, like, the only thing that drove her education and I'm not going to even say education, her learning, right. was that her mother said, you need to pass this assessment that the county requires right. for us to keep homeschooling you. Because that was the, that's the only that. legal way you can be unschooled, is to call it homeschool. Right. So a significant portion of homeschoolers are really unschoolers. Right. Okay. So she did know that she had to do that. She also said that it was really easy to pass. Yeah. Now, I would love to see what the assessments look like, so out of curiosity, I'm going to grab them. I also I can't imagine go out on a limb and say that we're talking about a smarter-than-average person, intelligence-wise. But again, it comes down to, and I'll tell you another thing she said to me as part of this answer, was how much of that results from how she learned compared to how people learn in a classroom, as opposed to, say, innate intelligence. And that's a hard thing to assess. But here's the thing. I said, so what else did you notice was the biggest difference between you and your peers? She said, the biggest thing was when a teacher gave an assignment, the number of hands that went up that asked for clarification on what the expectations were and how many points things were worth. Like, which things were more important to my grade? Right, right. What do I do and not do? I never had a question. I already knew how I was going to do it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that she was doing it the right way. And here the right way would only be what the teacher wanted. Check off the rubric. But she was only interested in what she would learn. Where her classmates were interested in, and this is her observation, but I would agree with this based on sitting in rows. And also, it's amazing the things you learn when you drive people to debate tournaments or sit on buses <laughs> with them. You hear them talking, yeah. Yeah, and they forget that you're there. Yeah. Um, but 
they were focused on the extrinsic. Yeah. She was focused on the intrinsic. The grade did not matter to her. Grades are one of the worst things we do in school. Mm -hmm. And we don't do them well for the most part. No, but even if we did them well... But they're inherently... But so that's why I say I can't say that she was able to do this because she's a higher intelligent person, a greater intelligence, whatever. Is she... Is she smarter because she didn't go to classrooms or just smarter because she was born that way? And it's probably both. But or it's, it's at least, it, I'm going to say it's at least the born that way because I think I know the student we're talking about and some of the family. Yeah. But it's on top of like being born but is with it- the ability to be intelligent, the capacity to do that is not the same thing as executing on it. But see, but, okay. And it, it doesn't mean that no one else could do this or have value in it. Or I'm that just, the average person is just taking control of your own life from an early age. Yeah. Does that in itself create this level of skill? But how do you do that with no parents at home, if both parents work? Well, okay, so this was one of the biggest things I had as I went through this book. Because like, this was like the first book that I read that talked about it in an organized way. I, I hate when people talk about school as babysitting, but... To an extent, we are, especially right. in lower grades. Yes. And so how do you facilitate unschooling a kid okay. if so, no one's at home? So I'm getting through like two-thirds of the book, mm-hmm. and that is the number one question I have. Again, I question everything I think, and I recognize I'm biased towards this because even though I sat in classrooms most of my life, I realized I was unschooled because you know what I was doing in every single one of those classrooms? reading a different book under your desk. Oh, God, yes. In every class. I got in so much trouble, but because I, at least I think this is why, I had a pleasant personality, um, teachers weren't prone to... It certainly wasn't good looks. Kill me, yeah. (laughs) I know, that's why I grew the beard. (laughs) You know what it's like. Uh, But anyways, but um, I was unschooled in that I didn't get anything from school. Now, I didn't find it horrible, so I didn't object to it. Did too you go much. to public school? Yeah, a uh, couple years of Catholic school early on, but I don't remember much about okay. that. But it was K through twelve. But it was boring as hell. Do you use it? No, and I used nothing from college either. Okay. Where did you go to college? Um, Niagara University. Um, I like the architecture. Um, 